People like games. Presents. Be at some point in the day show with Solo. What is up, folks? And welcome back for another evening of Late Night Gaming Talk. It is Tuesday, January 21st, and today we are going to be talking about, obviously, the happenings and doings of the gaming industry, but our main focus will be Temtem, the MMO creature collection adventure inspired by Pokemon. And whether the game, which is in its beta form right now, can potentially not catch Pokemon, obviously, like the title of this episode says, but make a dent we'll see and we'll get into it in a bit but before we do that let's get these plugs out of the way right quick the socials twitter instagram youtube etc at people like games is the handle you can find men's and women's apparel as well as event info and contact info over on our website peoplelikegames.com this show you are listening to right meow can be found on spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher google play soundcloud basically everything that exists and where content exists we're there and we'll be there more very soon. But regardless, now it is showtime. If you are new and if you are a repeat listener, you already know the deal. And for the former, we like to touch on a few topics of note to just sort of keep current affairs in the nose. Uh, and so for today, without me rambling much more, I'm going to jump into it, beginning with Daybreak Games has decided to restructure itself into three different studios known as Dimensional Inc. Games, Dark Paw Games, and Rogue Planet Games. Dimension Inc. will develop and operate DC Universe Online while working on another high-profile action MMO project, probably another licensing-based game. I have tried to play DC Universe, but it was pretty slow on the Switch, so I decided against it. Dark Paw will be overseeing the EverQuest franchise. Rogue Planet will look over the Planet Side franchise. That is very similar or the exact uh, structure that Hi-Rez Studios, the publisher behind Paladins, Realm Royale, and Smite, decided to do in August of 2018, which was to split up basically its operation into three parts and to have each of the teams sort of focus into each division. I think that's a better idea. I think it helped them to decide what games to put resources in and allows them to not make a mess of it. A better organized operation always allows for a better outcome. And speaking of being better operated, PlayStation and Sony is making some great moves as of late in addition to now adding YouTube finally to the uh, PlayStation online service and finally replacing its really shitty version of PlayStation View. I don't know why they put so much time and money into that, but I'm sure in 10 years it will be a really good idea and we'll be like, wow, PlayStation was ahead. I can't believe it didn't work like the Vita. But for now, bad idea and YouTube's coming, so good for them. Another step towards sort of accepting the marketplace for what it is and operating within that. I think it'll prove profitable for them in the long end. Now, next up, speaking of capitalizing on current trends, more so establishing current trends, if we're being honest, Microsoft has already expanded the xCloud library to include a couple of new games and has expanded it in addition outside of the US and the UK to Korea and a couple more countries to basically start the operation of which they were aiming at the entire time, which was to get people open access to their gaming 
games and their platform and their system and eventually people want the console to buy it and if not well guess what you got to pay subscription anyway and if they didn't buy the console guess what they're a subscriber for a year you basically made that profit anyway but poor google stadia them and their 120 exclusive games is not going to really do much when you're facing off against halo in the master chief collection and destiny 2 which not just kidding but civilization 4 is in there too and a whole lot more games and so they are going to get rocked uh google stadia that is However, now let us jump over to a quick and sort of serious piece of news, but it is not the major one because there is not enough information on it for the moment. However, the major tournament operating company Faceit will be replacing the ECS, which is the Counter-Strike Global Offensive Esports Championship Series, with the new league that is currently titled B-Site. It has been rumored, according to Esports Observer, to require a $2 million buy-in. But then the perspective, the Overwatch League cost $20 million in the first season, and they were trying to push $30 to $60 million for the second year franchise entries. And I believe Call of Duty was itself in the multiple, multiple millions. Uh, I believe it was within 10 to $20 million as well. So far more viable, monetarily speaking. And so thus far, it will feature 12 teams, including Cloud9, MIBR, Gen G, Dignitas, Mad Lions, while teams like Astralis, Liquid, and Evil Geniuses are currently uh, debating whether to enter. The main issue is that it does overlap with the ESL Pro League, which is the other alternative Counter-Strike League. And in this one, while teams will be receiving a joint ownership stake in the league, I guess that sort of operates a bit more on uh, a unique operating lens. I am curious which teams will decide to prioritize the ESL over them and when the conflicts do occur how that'll overlap and so as that develops definitely going to touch on that more but for now major moves the team exclusivity battle is going to be the same as the streaming awards battle and the winners of those are going to be the ones that sort of become the predominant uh, entities for the near future in the new esports landscape that is being created currently uh, as you'll see with all this trash ass content that will be popping up in the next couple of months related to gaming however since we're here speaking of inspired by temtem is a new game and this is our main story for the day by the way uh that is just released its beta and it is an MMO, advent, action adventure MMO inspired by Pokemon, which basically is a creature collection game. It's Pokemon. It's Pokemon in MMO form. And the game has already been downloaded a mass amount of times. They are already, the servers are already crashing. The question I have is that because Pokemon has not yet filled the consumer demand, I guess would be a polite way to put it, for an MMO style game of Pokemon, for something like this to come around as it obviously gets more refined because the creatures do look interesting but it's a fully oriented you know it's 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 just, it's literally a good trace down clone and so the question is how much attachment do people have to pokemon that they wouldn't be willing to try something new or how redundant has pokemon gotten to the degree that they're willing to try something new say if pokemon sword and shield hadn't come out and pokemon go was still the predominant runner i'd say it had an argument to make however the bigger reason that they might have a good run to have is that they're going to be coming out on pc and all of the major console platforms as well and so for something like pokemon if 
that was available on every platform, you might be seeing a vastly different number of interested players. However, if you, if you, if you took away that wall, which is what gaming is moving towards, and if you're not as married to a console as, say, Pokemon is Nintendo, you might have the ability to make some noise in the market, and you might have the ability to exist over a period if you have a product that is worthwhile. Otherwise, this is going to be like Neopet version of Pokemon MMO, and I'm sure it'll have legs for like a year or six months, and then it'll become a kid's game, and otherwise, it might be better, but it was raised on Kickstarter, and it just launched, and so obviously, there's time to be given to see what it's like. I have not played it myself yet. I've just seen videos. However, I'm going to jump in it, give it a quick play, see what's up, and then I'm going to come back with a bit more of a consolidated review for you. Anyway, that's all we got for you for today. We do have that interview coming up. I will be announcing that tomorrow as to who it is and when to expect it from us. And uh, then if you have any guests in mind that you think should be coming on the show, let us know. Team at People Like Games is the email. Otherwise, enjoy. Uh, if you're listening to this in the morning, good morning. If you're listening to this in the evening, welcome to the club. And if you're listening to this in the afternoon during work, whenever, shout out to you. Uh, and we do have an event, People Like Games, coming up February 28th. More on that as well. whole lot more on shit. Every, everything's got more to come. Anyway, adios. Fiend!